Anti-anxiety pills after watching last weekend's NFL playoff nail biters, and your doctor doesn't think your body could survive any more last-second heart-stopping walk-off field goals this weekend. Consider watching a meaningless powder puff snooze fest guaranteed to not raise your blood pressure. Ooh, wow. The NFL Pro Bowl, February 6th. Alright. Don't miss all the watered-down, lackluster. Action. Okay. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell, and this right here, it's your KC Mofo Show! Baby, what's the word? Kansas City. A happy Friday and a yippy Friday to the KC Morning Hose. Kitty says hello. She's headed to work. She pretty much got the week off, didn't she? Feel like I may have got played this week. Fridays on your KC Morning Show, always styled by the homies. Over at Charlie Hustle, KCMS 20, 20% off in store and online. That's right. That's how you know. In fact, Pat the Bat, hey, I uh, I got a host of Chiefs Watch Party at Power and Light on Sunday. So, you know, if you uh, maybe want to slide me one of them hoodies, I wouldn't be mad about it. On your KC Morning Show today, we do a music thing. You know on Fridays we get jiggy with it. Joined today by our friends from Hembry, my favorite Kansas City band. I'm completely transparent and some of my best friends in the world. So yeah, I am absolutely biased in this and you will be too after you hear this. The new record coming out, they will explain all that and we got some tracks for you, including, including a world premiere. That's right, right here on your KC Morning Show. We follow that up with a sports thing with Vinny Heiss, BetSided.com's managing editor, our manager in chief. Talking Chiefs, you're reigning. And defending AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Let's do that again on Sunday, yeah? And yeah, like I said, I'm hosting the Power and Light Watch Party, so come kick it. It's outside, and uh, I'm going to get lit and perhaps might fall off the stage. My friends, rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. I feel like I may have to say hello to some new folks because we are going through a bit of a moment right now. We got some new folks. This is awesome. Thank you so, so much, Kansas City. We're doing this together. So if you're new here, strap in. We, uh, we take some walks. My name's Hartzell. It is a good day to be a Kansas Cityan. Always, always a good day. Happy weekend. Let's weekend. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. Greetings, Hartzell. Search the force. And a tremor I have felt. It was you. Your ego just busted a planet. The KC Morning Show. You know, Fridays, we just kick it. And it just so happens that today, we're going to kick it with friends. The music friends. Hembry, back on your KC Morning Show. Isaac Flynn, Alex Ward, my brothers. Hello. We're back. TGIF. Happy Friday. It's so good to see y'all. It is so good to hear you. By the way, my God, you sound amazing. Just the sultry sounds of Hembry. You're listening to Hembry. 
Thank you. <laughs> How y'all doing, boys? Fantastic. Well, we just talked about it for an hour, but we're doing... <laughs> sorry, I already gave it away. That was too good. Alex, it was so funny. He said, you didn't record any of that? We hit all the hard topics in the last hour of conversation. I just assumed that was going to be the episode. I thought that was the talk. <laughs> we're better for it. We are. We're better for it. And we're doing well, man. We're doing great. I'm legitimately doing better now that I'm hanging with you. For real. This is awesome. I love seeing you, my man. It's a treat. And and as always, COVID strikes again. Isaac and I live eight minutes away from each other, but we are sequestered into <laughs> our own rooms on Zoom just for potential COVID safety precautions. I might have been exposed. Who knows? We think we were. <laughs> we need to protect Hembry at all all costs, bar the doors. You were to make your triumphant return to KC, but yeah, we're still living a panini. How y'all doing? Yeah, just an extra large panini that we're stuck in here. <laughs> Got exposed again. We think our drummer has COVID again. I'm just putting it out there. He's okay with it. He's a real wonderful guy. He's okay with knowing that he's a two-timer. <laughs> but Two -time. we're, we're doing all right. But it was it was going to uh, really drastically impact the show and all the travel and everything involved uh, to even get him in the clear. Plus a mountain of other things. I'm just putting it all out there. That's how it works these days. You know, you make a cryptic social media post and then you go on a podcast and you just air it all. It's all about putting on a strong public face on the socials and then behind the scenes we're like, ah, we got COVID again. Exactly. And then to add to it too, uh, and this didn't really have to do much with the cancellation, but it's madness, man. The uh, vinyl for our upcoming album has been delayed because the plant, uh, a lot of the people that work there still are getting COVID. It's been a bummer, but you know, we're not alone. A lot of bands have gone through it and, yeah. and I'm feeling optimistic for the spring and the summer and some good Kansas City things coming that maybe we talked about. Mm, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But this show, we can't we can't say what it is just yet, but it'll be good. We'll be back Kansas City real soon. So this is a bummer, but it's not that much of a bummer in the sense that it'll all be behind us pretty soon here and Hembry will be returning. So we got some music out though. I know the the craziness has not stopped that. Yeah, we got an album on the way. Album on the way, February 4th. It's called It's a Dream. We've got 13 solid gold tracks on it. Lucky 13. That's a good sign for the record. And we like to say it is wall to wall, baby. <laughs> wall to wall hits. tested the heck out of this record on some jogs that's how you know you got a solid record if you can run 45 minutes to it without skipping a track woo! it's a good fit it's a jogger it flows great great sequencing we took pride on that you know it's got the ups and the downs of a just a natural good jog and thanks to covid we spent a month figuring out the sequencing because we had the time to the text thread was just non-stop different options of what the track listing should be yeah, how did you all do this? How did how did you all make this album in a pandemic? I feel like we're stepping on the lead. You made an album in a pandemic. You're eight minutes away, sequestered in two separate houses. Yeah, how did y'all do this? It was mostly the way that we're doing this podcast right now. There's this one audio plugin that you can send out from whoever's running the session, and then everyone can listen in real time. So 
I would be working on the record and send out a link. Or when we were able to finally all get into the studio together, the three of us that live in LA all got into the studio and sent out a link to the other boys. And it was just kind of like people would chime in. It was weird because it was essentially like a text line of like people could say There's like, a Hembry hotline. There was basically a Hembry hotline where you could chime in and be like, not feeling that guitar part, not feeling, you know, the drum tones or whatever. The technology is insane because people were listening to the high quality studio session in real time as it was being made, which honestly like would be kind of a cool way to track a record. Maybe the next one, we just publicly put the link out there. That would be cool. And let that people listen cool. to the whole thing. Yeah. Speaking of the Hembry hotline, we could let people chime in if they're digging something or perhaps Hartzell runs the hotline. Hartzell's Hembry hotline. You screen the calls coming through. My guys, did we just do a thing? This record sucks. <laughs> you just have to report to us that no one's liking it. Make sure I report them as terrorism and we'll get them booted off the internet. They're out of here. You know, we, we did this thing very much remotely. There were a couple of occasions where everybody was vaccinated. We were all able to get together and we were, you know, we knew we were safe. But overall, it was very um, independently sending files back and forth, very much postal service style. But at the end, the end product, we we really strongly feel like you won't be able to tell. Like it, it, it very much feels like an organic record, like we were all in the same room. Like which, more than our first record. Yeah, maybe more so than the first record where we actually very much were in the same room for a lot of it. So did you all come in with an idea what you thought the record was going to sound, maybe what it's going to be about, and then boom, smack in the face with a pandemic. Did you change or maybe tinker some things up or maybe your entire vibe changed? Maybe you had a new message you wanted to get out. Yeah, great question. I think I had 15 demos when we were supposed to start recording like March 2020. And we had like plans to start making the album uh, as everything was shutting down. And then I actually talked to our keyboardist Eric for hours one day about how, you know, of the 15 songs, like there was probably a record in there, but we needed to probably write a few more to like take it to the next level. Because we felt like, okay, maybe in that 15, maybe there's eight or nine that we feel really strongly about, but let's write some more to make sure that we can actually have a full record of material that we're like, you know, incredibly hyped about. And so all of a sudden I come back like a month later because of the endless time, all of a sudden the demo list was like up to 27 or 28. I think we finished with like 30 full songs before we started production. Does that sound right, Alex? Yeah, yeah, that was about right. And really the biggest, the biggest time thing that affected us we put out a, our first single for this record. It's a dream was called reach out that we put out over the summer. It's yeah. previous summer, but it was actually recorded 2019 in like October with the idea of, Hey, we're knocking this out. This is going to be the first single off of whatever our next record is. And it's going to be released in February or March, 2020. And then, COVID started seeping in. We started seeing the news. We're like, all right, let's hold on to this a little longer. And then next thing we know, the world was coming to an end. It's like, all right, I guess we're not putting this single out yet. We need to wait. And it, it was all kind of a blessing, though. It gave us more time, like Isaac said, to go back in and kind of build up and rebuild from the ground what this second record was going to be. But I don't think it would have been as good if uh, we would have had to just knock it out in March of 2020. I wish that it, that wasn't caused by this yeah, yeah. extra large panini. Here's the wild thing, though. We would have put out a record around that time, and it may not have been as good, but we would have told you it was incredible. <laughs> so that, that would have been pro wrestling move right there. We would have been trying to sell it. Kansas City, now do you see why these are my boys? Do you understand why these are my boys? I guess I'm, I'm curious, too, as we're trying to figure out whatever the hell the new normal looks like for 
our industry. You know, you would have usually before maybe got a chance to, to sample the tracks on radio, you know, terrestrial radio. And I know that's still what you all are doing because you all did really well. You always tracked excellent on radio, but there are now less and less local stations, man. Case in point, my old gig, that ain't local no more. You know, like how is this thing going to shape out? And granted, we don't know, but what are y'all seeing right now? It's uncharted territory, baby. We're sailing the seas of no one knows. Oh, that's a song right there. That's a track. That's right. The sea of no one knows. Write that down, Isaac. <laughs> no one knows. Um, I got a riff and it goes like. Never heard that one before. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Queens or their Stone Age. Never heard of them. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like Alex said, though, it is a toss up as to how this thing is going to play out. I mean, it's kind of fun because everyone's trying different things. And, you know, at, and then at the same time, I don't think that it's as fun because we're, we've all been forced to just like all become content generators and stuff. And uh, I don't know necessarily think that's amazing for the art, but I don't want to be a huge naysayer here. It's a toss up about uh, as, as to how it's going to come together, but truly, you know, real talk, we love the record. And I always just kind of believe that if the song is good, then somehow it's going to kind of find its way out into the world. What helps y'all more? Would it be a stream or would it be actually buying the record digitally from the Apple store, Apple Music, or insert wherever? Vinyls are having resurgence. They've already been had a resurgence, but we are digital, man. So what gets y'all more coin is my question. Another great question. I mean, what do you think, Alex? I, if anyone still that's, purchases that's, the music, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the obvious answer is, oh, yeah, it, it's, it helps our band immensely if someone takes it, takes the time to buy the physical copy of the vinyl, which we love anyway. We're, we're vinyl guys and love the physical idea of having a record. But there's this weird abstract and tangible element of you give us a stream on Spotify, those streams add up. That looks good to a playlister or a promoter or a booking agent. And then they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm going to pay more attention to these guys because they have the numbers, which may or may not matter. I don't know if that's good or bad. Or be real. Yeah, really. Yeah, or may not even be real. Yeah, it may not even be real, but those streaming numbers sometimes are just as important as you giving us <laughs> cash and buying our record. <laughs> it's just a weird toss up. But yeah, I think it is a very strange situation that we're in where it's like, well, we want the streams. But yes, the hard answer is that if people buy the vinyl, that directly benefits us, you know, at least financially in the best way, just because streaming income isn't phenomenal as we, we see all the time. Uh, yeah, I don't know if your listeners are aware, but Spotify just doesn't pay a whole lot. To <laughs> <laughs> That's why I brought this up because we need to support the homies. I think as we get out of this, it's hyper local, but hyper local on demand. I can still support my hyper local homies like you guys, even if I am in Kansas City while 
while you're in LA. And, you know, if people are like, well, I just don't buy a lot of music anymore, just because the music industry, you know, did it to themselves and somehow devalued their product to almost zero, which is a whole other conversation. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> like, it was all of a sudden, it was like, now nah, we just give this away. And now we're all working for zero. The trickle down to the rest of the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the only time trickle down ever happened. Exactly. And Lars Ulrich told us it was going to happen. He was a prophet of doom. <laughs> Everyone laughed at Lars. Come on. Lars knew. Hashtag Lars knew. Yeah, hashtag Lars knew. <laughs> so I want to be realistic that like a lot of people are going to stream over purchasing. So that said, like if you don't collect vinyl and you do just prefer to stream, like truly buying a t-shirt or something like that, it actually goes a long way. And just like if, if people are down to just send it, share the record with someone, pass it along. And then, yeah, if you pick up like a t-shirt or something or when when the shows are more frequent come out to a show like that's huge for sure and y'all are going to give them reason to go buy an album because like you said the new record is on its way last time i had you on isaac we had i believe reach out had just dropped that's it yeah that was the only one i have heard a few more tracks since Mwah. chef kisses have i sent you the whole thing you sent me a couple i would like to hear the whole thing <laughs> the whole thing what are y'all pumped at when i see the whole thing what Maybe a couple tracks stand out. What's your fave, Al? Do you have a favorite? Oh, wow. Well, it's so funny because we've been listening now to this. This record will be new to people, but to us, we've been listening to this for months and months, analyzing every millisecond of every mix. Operators was our second single. I'm still in love with that song. Hasn't worn out its welcome to me yet. Baby, this time Yeah, and then for me, I think some of my favorite tracks are the slower, more chilled out songs that are not the singles, but I think they kind of helped me just like get through some of the, the darkness of the last couple of years and stuff, calming and just kind of a different range of emotion for the band that we've never really you know shared before. So uh, there's a track called Daylight that I really love. And it's super mellow. Oh, I forgot that song's on the record. <laughs> that song's great. There's a few songs like that that are just really like different than anything we've done. And I think for that reason, I really like them. And then um, I don't know, Forever Reach Out was my favorite track. And it was like the whole thesis statement of the whole album and everything. Um, but yeah, there's there's some uh, kind of gems in the in the whole album that I can't wait for people to hear. We have like a super chill song called All Beyond Time. Another one that Alex may have forgotten was on the record, but yeah, that, I think that's a good one too. I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, they, they did, it's just a whole different range of emotions. I've had a hard time trying to put to words the whole idea of actually growing in the last 20, 24 months to say that, you know what? Yeah, life has been awful, but I think maybe I got better. I hear these new tracks. I knew who you were before. I know this Hembry right now and God it got better. It got better. That's awesome that it translates that way because I feel that for sure. And I think the extra time and everything, again, like we said, like it was terrible to have all that extra time because of what was causing it. But the extra time just from an art artistic standpoint was so good for us. And I agree. I think it's a big level up. I, and I'm proud of the stuff we've done before, but I think the record, I, I'm genuinely really, really thrilled with it. Can't wait for everyone to hear this thing. And, uh, you know, we did some good promotion. I don't know if you saw, we were talking some major trash on Buffalo's chicken wings on their hot wings and it, it really 
really, I think, put a lot of eyes and, and ears on the band again right before release time. So <laughs> We're going to ride them Chiefs coattails, boys. Absolutely. We will hijack a hashtag in a moment. So <laughs> Cincinnati, I don't know who the local Cincinnati music scene is, who their band is, but I'm just saying, Hembry, Hembry's coming about to- for him. <laughs> Walk the moon. We're coming for you. That's right. Walk the moon. They're Cincinnati, right? Square up. Walk the moon. We're coming for the national. (laughs) Great bands. And uh, I've never met the national, but I love their music. And some of the walk the moon people, they're sweethearts. Great bands, but catch these hands. These Hembry hands. Exactly. This is the year of Hembry. I don't care what anybody says. This is the year of Hembry. Everything is still fluid. But when we get a chance to hit that road again, is it going to feel like year one of the band? Or do you come with it with maybe a new wise uh, shaman perspective, you know? Oh, I don't think we're going to be any wiser. We're going to be more <laughs> reckless than ever once we get on the road. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to feel great. We had This year was interesting, or 2021 last year now, was interesting because it felt a bit like a tease because we got a little taste of doing all of it again. You know, we played maybe four festivals and... 10 other shows or something, Al? Something yeah, yeah, with, with great bands. Great bands. The shows were awesome, um, but they were logistical nightmares always. And sometimes they fell through because of COVID. We're still dealing, obviously, with shows mm-hmm. falling through. So if we can ever get back to just like a bit of touring normalcy, it's going to feel amazing. I think it will feel a little bit new for me just because we had two years of not really playing. So to just kind of come out on the other side of it, I think I'll have a whole new appreciation for it. So I'm just excited for that. You know, good things coming this summer. Really hoping that um, we can just kind of get back to it because it's fun. And I feel like that's been the hardest part with COVID. Playing live is so fun. We haven't been able to do a whole lot of it. Sometimes you're just like, what are we doing? But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be glorious, especially you've said that you uh, you and Kitty potentially might follow a tour. I'm about to get this on the record. I want to do a behind the music type thing with my guys in Hembry. And we're just going to kick it. We're going to do hood rat stuff with our friends. We're going to document it or maybe not document some of it. Oh, man. I'm, we're in for this. We're in for any Hembry Hartzell business venture. Concert DVD? No, no, no. We'll get like a concert NFT. Ooh, <laughs> a Hembry NFT? Hey, we've been talking about it. As soon as we figure out what an NFT is, we're going to do it. <laughs> hey, real quick, I did look up a Cincinnati uh, rock band that we could try and take down. There's a band called Ass Ponies. I think we're going <laughs> to steal the Cincinnati crown from the Ass Ponies. Consider this the shot heard around the world. Ass Ponies v. Hembry, book it, WrestleMania main event. <laughs> Ass Ponies. There was a... There was a band called Hembry and the Satan Sisters that I remember they kind of came onto the scene and I had to ask our attorney if uh, if like we needed to do anything about it. And he was like, I don't know if we want to go after the Satan Sisters. <laughs> no one's going to get our bands confused, I think. Nope. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Isaac, Alex, my boys, I'm so proud of you. I, just, I love you guys. This we is, love you You all are important. You're needed in this moment. And I am so excited for us to hear you and hear all the new stuff you got. Thank love you, it. my friend. You too. Yeah, feeling is mutual. Kansas City, the globe, everyone needs some heart soul in their lives. <laughs> Sprinkle it in very select circumstances. Small dose. <laughs> the smallest of doses. One more time, plug all y'all's handles and tell us the date and the title of the new record. At Hembry Music across everything consummate professionals well once we wrestled it away from uh, satan sisters <laughs> and ass ponies we'd had that handle for years <laughs> <laughs> that's our side project at henry music the record comes out february 4th it's called it's a dream we're real proud of it we can't wait for you to hear it 
And uh, thank you to our dear friend, Hartzell, for having us on. You're a legend, man. Maybe we do like an acoustic set next time, all right? Love That's it. a done deal. And Alex and I will be out of COVID protocol and uh, in the same room, we could actually do that. If you all need someone to quarantine with in Kansas City, Kitty and I, our doors are always open. Are you still the, the mayor of the West Bottoms? The mayor of the West Bottoms and now prime minister of Westside. <laughs> I always wanted to live over there. What did I just say? I got a couch. Bring the wife. Let's go. That dream can come true. Hey, this is a dream. You're living your dreams, and we're living vicariously through you. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you, Hartzell. You're going to hear this February 4th off of the It's a Dream album. It's Daylight World Premiere. It's your KC Morning Show.
Morning Show. I'm excited about this. Normally on Thursdays throughout the college and NFL season, we've been doing a little bit of player fade. But I wanted to try something out where we can still go through each of the two championship games. Of course, you have the Bengals and the Chiefs. Chiefs are seven-point favorites at home in the early afternoon game over at Arrowhead. It's supposed to be gorgeous weather in Kansas City. I think uh, the kickoff's supposed to be 43 degrees and sunny, uh, no wind being a factor there. And then in the NFC Championship game, that's going to be played inside over at SoFi Stadium. Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home with a total substantially lower that comes in at 46 and a half. So I will start this one off with Ian. Let's start with the AFC championship pick. I'm giving you a pick, a prop, or a total to choose from amongst all the different bets that you're likely making. Which of them is your favorite? Which one are you going to go with? I'm going to go with T Higgins over 70, 70 and a half uh, receiving yards in the AFC championship for my favorite player prop. Uh, I already gave all my, my picks on the spread earlier in the week, so I figured I'd go player prop here. Jamar Chase, uh, the last time the Bengals played against the Chiefs, got, what was it, 266 receiving yards, I think it was, most among any receiver uh, in an NFL game all season. So if I'm trying to big brain this pick, I would think that the Chiefs' number one concern would be to shut down Jamar Chase. Uh, they obviously aren't going to want him to re- uh, catch for almost 300 yards again. If they try to shut down Jamar Chase, that should open up the other options, hopefully T. Higgins. Uh, so that's my thinking for that one. I like uh, T. Higgins over 70 and a half rush, or receiving yards. All right, Donovan, the floor is to you. I like the Higgins play as well. I, I think especially, too, considering that you're going to have to double him at some point. You got cooked. That was the best wide receiver performance by any player this season, that Week 17 game in Cincinnati against the Kansas City Chiefs. And to make matters worse, you just had Gabriel Davis go for, you know, uh, eight receptions, 200 yards, and four touchdowns against him. So I like the Higgins call quite a bit. What about for you, Donovan? Pick proper total for Bengals versus Chiefs. I'm going with the pick. I'm going Bengals plus seven. Uh, I still, I do think that the Chiefs are going to come out on top, but I just, I don't think that that they're going to blow, you know, Cincinnati out the door. Um, the Bengals are the fourth best team against the spread this year. They're twelve and seven. Um, our homie Peter he wrote a story earlier this week about Joe Burrow's underdog record. Um, he's seven and three against the spread as an underdog this year, and you know the Chiefs as a home favorite were were just over. 500 against the spread. I think that I think that Cincinnati's offense is too explosive. I think that they're, that they're going to put a lot of pressure on that Kansas City defense. Um, I'm still trusting Mahomes. Listen, after he had a, technically a 10-second drill to get them down in, in the field goal range, I trust Patrick Mahomes with my life, and so I'm not going to bet against him this week. Um, but uh, I do think that, that Cincinnati will be able to, to keep it kind of close. All right. Fair enough. I, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. And I think from the perspective of the Bengals, there, there's not a lot of conversation about them right now, but they can put up points. They can put up points in a hurry. And you saw that evidenced already back in week 17. Uh, for my play, I am going for a total. I like the over quite a bit, 54 for win bet between the, the Chiefs and the Bengals, only because there's a wide variety of factors in play. First is Patrick Mahomes. I saw this note from from our guy, Brian Jeffra, over at, uh, at Betside. Um, Mahomes has thrown for 31, 35, and 38 points in his three AFC championship games. We're talking about really good weather. Uh, also, they moved the ball on Cincinnati fairly easily in the first half last time they played. They put up 28 points, just took their foot off the gas pedal last time. And you know that if Burrow is going to keep up with Kansas City's offense, they're going to have to throw. And you already have three wide receivers in Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, two of which have had 
three of the top five receiving games in the NFL this season. Jamar Chase has had two of them, the number one, the number three. Higgins has gone for 196 yards uh, sometime this year as well. If you try to take one of them out of the game, there are multiple guys on the Bengals team that can beat you. And especially if the Chiefs do not have Tyron Matthew, you saw last week mentioned Gabriel Davis going for eight catches, 200 yards, and four touchdowns. At some point, your secondary is going to be decimated trying to figure out how to stop some of these guys. The game plan should be very simple for Cincinnati. is find those mismatches in the secondary, take advantage of them, and move the ball downfield using Joe Mixon to try and mix things up, incorporate some play action. So I, I think this game has total of 54 overwritten all over it. Kick it!